Well, good morning. This is the Godliness with Contentment podcast. We are here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of legal trouble, I must say the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 11. Yeah. So our scripture of the day is uh, found in Philippians 4, verses 12 and 13. Paul writes there, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And the hymn he's talking about there is Jesus. So today we are tackling how to use contentment to fight Christmas stress. And yeah, Christmas is one of the most stressful times of the year for some of you out there. And I don't want to bring the stress down more, but you're about two weeks out, right? We're about two weeks from Christmas at this point. So, but there are two things I need to clear up first as we jump into this episode. That is, what is contentment, right? So, I'm talking about using contentment to fight Christmas stress, so we need to know what contentment is first. So, Wikipedia defines contentment as an emotional state of satisfaction that can be seen as a mental state drawn from being at ease in one's situation body, and mind. So I hope that wasn't too complicated, but contentment, I guess, one simple way of thinking about it is is that you're satisfied. There's a state of satisfaction, right? You're not stressed out about what you don't have, and you're grateful for what you do have. And then the second thing I want to clear up is, why would anyone have Christmas stress? So, and if I can hear you right now, you may be shouting, right? Everybody has Christmas stress. Well, not everybody, but it seems like tons of people do. And there could be many reasons why you have Christmas stress. But I believe that they can boil down to two main things, either relationships or money. And... So we're going to get into that. But then how do we deal with this stress? Well, I'm saying use contentment. But the truth is, Christmas can be a time when people consume more drugs and alcohol. And they think that that's the best way to deal with the stresses that come up. But clearly, that is not how we should handle them. And if you find yourself considering drugs and alcohol as a way to handle Christmas, I suggest that you find some people, even professionals, who can help. And then perhaps this can be the year that you break that cycle. But on the first front, we have relationships. Christmas can provide time for us to see friends and family, right? And that can go well, but sometimes it doesn't go well, right? 
but it can also remind us of lost relationships and lost loved ones. And that can bring a flood of different uh, feelings, emotions, thoughts, that, that kind of stuff, you know? It can be rough or it could be a time of remembering good times. And I guess we, we, we get to choose how we deal with it, right? I know for me, one of my fondest memories is actually during the Christmas time, right? And um, at this time, I was in uh, university in Jamaica, and the semester was coming to an end, exams. My last exam was actually on the 23rd of December, okay? So imagine that. And so the the earliest I can get out of Jamaica to come back to the Bahamas was on Christmas Eve. So here I am, Christmas Eve, um, jumping on a plane. And so here's what I did. I did not tell my family that I was coming. So I thought it was, I was just going to surprise them, right? It was going to pop up at the front door and say, you know, Merry Christmas or, hey, I'm home. Surprise. And so I jumped on the plane. I reached to uh, the, the airport there in Nassau, Bahamas. And of course, because I didn't tell anybody that I was coming, I didn't have a ride. And because I'm a university student, I didn't have any money. So here I was at home, right, my, my native land. Nobody knew that I was coming and no money in my pocket to catch a taxi or anything else, right? So what I decided to do, I'd bum a ride. So there was this, this guy um, and he had a truck and I'm like, hey, can I get a ride? And I didn't know where he was going to take me. I was just hoping I would get, you know, perhaps close to where I was going and I could just walk, right? So I jump on the back of this truck and there's a little boy on the back of the truck as well. And we're driving, you know, um, heading in the direction of, of my home and it started to pour. I'm talking about rain. So me and this little boy on the back of this truck, it starts to pour and there I am with my luggage getting soaked. So <laughs> we eventually got close enough to where I used to live, so I, you know, told the, the truck driver to let me off. I jumped off the back of the truck, and I was able to walk through like a bush road, <laughs> to, you know, a, a track road to get to my home. I didn't want to walk in the main road with my luggage and being soaked, right? That would have been terrible. But I was able to walk through the bush, get to my house, and why am I saying that this is one of my fondest memories? I was home right? It was Christmas time. I was home. I would see my family, you know, especially my mom and my brother, my, my cousins, etc. And even though I was soaked, I was excited to be home. So, but anyway, you, you may have uh, better, fondest memories, but that, that's one of mine about during Christmas time. But there are relationships, right, that can cause stress. And then there's money, Right? And that's what I tend to talk about in these podcasts. So, on this front, we have money. 
Now, how does money come into Christmas? Say what? <laughs> so what do you mean? Well, this is seemingly what Christmas is about now. It's about money. It's about getting. It's about spending. That's what it's become about, right? Growing up, I would hear Jesus is the reason for the season. And he should be. But truth be told, Christmas has become more of a commercial endeavor than about remembering Jesus. Now, of course, you can change this for you and your, your family, right? It doesn't have to be that way for you. And maybe perhaps right now, you're, you're one of the few who's still saying that Jesus is the main reason for you for this season. And I applaud you. So, you know, I kind of get into trouble sometimes for what I'm about to say, but I'm getting older, so the, the, the stress of the trouble is less for me. <laughs> but for my family, we don't celebrate Christmas as most people do. And that's primarily because of me. For example, I have not purchased a Christmas gift for my wife or children in probably over seven years. Now, oh boy, I must be a bad husband and father, you might be saying. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> I might be. <laughs> um, of course, they would appreciate gifts and lights and that kind of thing. But they know that Jesus comes first. And on a side note, I do purchase birthday gifts for them when their birthday comes around, if that makes you feel any better about me. But for most of us, Christmas is about money. And there's so much pressure tied up in it. We need to figure out so much. We need to figure out how can we buy presents for everybody? Where's the money coming from? Will they all get delivered on time? Will our loved ones appreciate the gifts? And who's going to buy me a gift? <laughs> okay. Now, I think that money stress comes into Christmas because too many of us are trying to compete with others. Well, firstly, it's because we have the wrong focus about Christmas. And then secondly, that we're trying to compete with others, right? I'm sure there's more stuff, but I'm not going to get into them. You know what they are on your side. You know, perhaps your, neighbor, your neighbors have a tree and lights all around. And under that tree, they have gifts under it. And you know this because you peeked in through their window. And then during Christmas time, there are those commercials, right? We see on the TV the commercials with the brand new Mercedes Benz or, or Lexus. And it has a nice red bow on it in the driveway of that lucky fake family. And then we recall that our car makes noises and it smells bad. Or that we don't have a car and we need to catch the bus to work on Monday. We don't have a tree, and even if we did, we have no money to buy gifts to put under it. So when we compare ourselves to others, there's a good chance that we fall short and we feel terrible. On the other side, perhaps you have and you look down on people and you still feel terrible. But for those of us who 
feel terrible because we fall short when we compare, perhaps then we go to God and say, why didn't you give me this? Whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? I need it. Why didn't you give me this, God? In the passage we read earlier, Paul doesn't talk about the things he has. And he doesn't talk about the things he doesn't have. Instead, he tells us that in every circumstance, he has learned to be content. Now, he actually wrote that letter to the Philippians from a jail cell in Rome. And for me to say jail cell sounds nice, it wasn't. It was like a dungeon. Now, regardless of his situation, he was able to be content. And he does actually offer up the secret for us. He got his strength from Jesus. So how do you deal with Christmas stress? You go to Jesus and get strength. Pray for contentment. Change your mindset about Christmas and start the process of helping your family to do the same. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. Remember the good times. Focus on them. Don't dwell on the bad times and the losses. I will leave you with a tip for those who will purchase gifts this season. Right? Because some of you are going to do it. I'm just trying to help you not to be stressed out. So, I suggest doing a gift exchange, right, with your family or your co-workers. And what you do is you pick names. Someone gets your name and you have someone's name. And what this does is it helps that you only have to buy one gift. And there's a known limit, right? There's probably maybe $20 or $50 limit to it. But you only have to buy one gift. And you get one too. Now, you may not like what you get, but you get one. And so that's my quick tip. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you join me on my next episode along with your friends and family. Please let others know how to find the podcast, get the help they need as well. This is Kino Hanna, your boy, saying check you later.